Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Tea Time with me, Charlie. And me, Megan. And this week we have a very special interview with Jackie. Hello. <laughs> so, Jackie, what are you drinking with us on this podcast today? Um, I'm drinking a cup of tea, as instructed by Charlie and Megan. Uh, <laughs> it might be stronger, but I've got to pop out in the car later on, so that's that. Ah. <laughs> Charlie, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I've gone off-brand today. I'm normally I'm a sucker for lemonade, but today I've gone for chilled. Oh, I said it, chilled. Oh. Vimto squash because I'm treating myself. <laughs> that uh, is a treat. It is a treat. Uh, what are you drinking today, Megan? I've gone kind of off-brand. I usually stick to Coca-Cola, but today I've gone for Curiosity Coca-Cola by Fentimans. It's it sounds mm. fancy. <laughs> it does sound very fancy but uh, it was recommended to us by uh, one of our listeners and one of our um, interviewees so exactly so people go, listen go now <laughs> yes <laughs> so talking about interviews uh let's get right into the first question so jackie tell us about your work okay well first of all thank you very much for interviewing me today I hope I can entertain you for a few minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm a photographer, um, primarily, although I, I answer this question differently every time. Um, yeah. But with regards to the output, with what, you know, with regards to what people see, um, digital photography um, of normally landscapes um, and but they're not very pretty. That's the thing. I was thinking on um, as I was coming back on the bus to have this interview um, yeah. about what I take. And the thing is, my mum and dad don't even get it, I don't think. They, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I took them to an exhibition and my um, they saw my pictures and pictures like mine. And mum pointed to a roundabout, which was um, in its full autumn, covered in autumn leaves, basically. Yeah. So I didn't take pictures like that. And I looked at it and went, oh, mm, <laughs> I'm not going to take pretty pictures, mum. Occasionally I'll take a sunset and post it for mum. But yeah. she was actually kind of right because I did end up taking photos of a roundabout. So um, maybe I do listen to my mother. So, maybe. <laughs> no, sort of edgelandy photographs if you want to sort of put them into a category. But they started out being photographs that reflected how I felt, which um, mm. I, I felt that I wanted to use the landscape to tell stories, to transmit emotions. Um, so, you know, the very best review of a photograph I had was somebody saying, well, that, that really gave me a bit of a wallop. And I was like, yeah, well, it probably apologised, really. But that's what <laughs> I wanted to do. I wanted to be, I wanted them to carry some meaning. Yeah. It may not mm. have been what I wanted or what, what I expected or had in mind even, I don't expect much from it, but people started to read interpretations to my photographs, which was very pleasing. Yeah, I can imagine. I think it's usually better when your audience have some sort of emotion to it or find it strange or different, or it's kind of more interesting than the, I'm so sorry if you can hear the dog in the back. into <laughs> <laughs> mine as well, don't worry. <laughs> um, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're okay. talking about how people uh, read things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more interesting, though, when there is something there than if it was just like a pretty picture, because that's something we see every day on social media. And that's a, when something has a bit more depth and is a little bit more eerie or there's something going on there. It's mm. more interesting to view because it's not the normal. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of people seem to th- seem to associate landscapes with very traditional traditional views like oh there's a there's a a flowery glen with some trees or a mountain in the background and that's that's all there is to landscape when you know (laughs) yeah and I think a lot of people seem to forget that landscape it landscape doesn't have to be grand in scale it can just be you know it can be that dark dingy hole that you see you know in between some rocks that in itself is is part of the landscape and in itself is a landscape and mm. all of those things that it's people seem to forget. To, the um the places that people might overlook um I, I don't know whether it was to do with how i started out with photography because um i have children and their dad had some lovely photography kit and went yeah. out some photos and would um He'd set up in prime position and sort of sort it all out. And he did, he took technically wonderful photographs. Um, mm. And they were, you know, they were very good. Um, but then I'd be sort of like, going, oh, well, what can I take? And I would look yeah. around the sides and sort of like, so the, the obvious choice is never what I go for. I always yeah. go for the, the round the edge with my slightly dodgy camera equipment. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, I, I was thinking on the way how I, I dearly love to get a mirrorless camera because I used to be able to carry my SLR on my back and yeah. go anywhere. And I'm getting on a bit now, my back hurts. And oh, gosh. Like something that other than my camera phone that I could just, you know, go walk, take photos. And instead of, um, you know, deciding when I get up, I'm going to take photos today. I'm going to carry this very heavy bag. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So there's an ambition for me. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so, so Jackie, what has your favourite exhibition been? Whether it's been one that you've exhibited in or one that you've visited that of other artists. Oh, I'd have to say ones that I've visited, and uh, horrifyingly, even though I love going out with people. I realise that I really like the ones that go to on my own. Yeah. <laughs> it just, you focus, you're not yeah. worrying about following somebody else's pace or where they've gone. Like, I, I lost my mm. partner in a black hole uh, just on Wednesday. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, asked, I asked the curator, I said, Where, where's he gone? He says, oh, there's a, there's a little sort of like viewing booth around the back. And that's yeah. where he, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, none of those worries. <laughs> So I would say probably the pivotal one for me was Andy Warhol and William Burroughs at the Photographer's Gallery in London. And neither of them was considered primarily to be a photographer. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, particularly Mm. the William Burroughs stuff that was fascinating. Really amazing what he took. I probably remember it better because I did treat myself to the book. Um, And I I really want to get up and look at it now. It's somewhere behind me. But um, I loved the way he used photography um, and the results that came out. It was by no means perfection. Um, Very, very interesting. Um, I mean, other than that, I'd say probably going back to um, The Enemy and the Melody Maker, which 
were like massive music magazines when I was at school and I've still yeah. got things of them my son calls me a hoarder because they are still in my garage in a cupboard and they need yeah. to go but I also know that they're the most massive repository of film photography of bands which I, I just maybe I'll do a bit this afternoon I just want to get it out and yeah, pull over it, it. Yeah. completely different point of view um and of course they had the they used to keep the painted sort of like rough edges as if they'd just been processed and then when yeah. we went to select magazine they had oh, they all had curvy corners i used to live in oh, wow. corners yeah. yeah so i picked up influences not really very um conventionally it was bits and bobs there was that there was album covers and probably art wise it was limited to the Barbara Hepworth sculpture sculpture even in Chesterfield, yeah. which mm. was just an object of wonder. It was like, what is that doing? Why is it in the middle of a sort of shallow pool of water? And can I take my shoes and socks off and paddle in it, please? <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> so that was the most important thing. They've taken it out of the water now, which I find just desperately disappointing. I, I would paddle in it now <laughs> because I know I can. Could do, yeah. Like. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the little tiny bits and bobs fed in. But yeah. another question I must, would mention would, be another one that was on my own it was by Alex Soth and I'm not necessarily mad keen on his photography but the way he presented it and wrote and included letters from people and told stories was so beautiful and I think I saw yeah. it at a moment when I really needed to see it um, yeah and um yeah so it can be you know time place it's like a wonderful melange of things that come together to <laughs> utter magic <laughs> oh exactly yeah but I totally agree on the pacing thing when you're with other people the amount of time somebody's like practically sprinted past a painting and I'm like no I want to look at it so <laughs> it is nice to take it in by yourself and I think people shouldn't be scared to go to galleries alone no. because it also means you can interact with other people in your own time and do different bits mm. I forgot it's... how much of a pleasure it was yeah yeah <laughs> So I think it's one of those experiences, it's a bit like eating alone, isn't it? Like going out for lunch, dinner alone. It, like, yeah. it, you know, it's, you don't, you won't know how freeing it is until you try it. And yeah, I only did that recently. I was, I'd escaped to Cornwall about five years ago and I was doing a wonderful, um, like, um, course at the Eden Project, which was, it's like part of their big lunch series. So it was all community stuff and it was really intense. Yeah. And brilliant. I got, progressively less and less sleep until I'd like was oh, expecting four hours sleep a night because I was having so much fun and then <laughs> <laughs> and then I bought it on another night and went to I forgot where we started now and uh, oh yeah I went to St Agnes for a little while on my own and, had yeah. to, and I thought oh how terribly sad and then after a little 10 minutes so I thought this is ace <laughs> yeah, I bet yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> brilliant <laughs> oh, so let's ask the next question so Jackie what is your favorite piece of work you've made and why mm, that's that hard to choose because, <laughs> um I think my favorite and I'm looking behind me as I speak is yeah. probably and it'll probably change every day but there's a uh, there was a cement works near Fog Island in Leicester and yeah um obviously gray 
and yellow and I used to be fascinated when I walked past it so I just take random photos not as part of a series or anything like that um it's gone now um yeah quite sad yeah the whole place has been flattened um but yeah it was my little cement works I have favorite cement works favorite troughs favorite branches it's yeah I'll spare you most of these (laughs) um (laughs) and uh yeah it's I wish I'd taken photos more. And also nearby was a set of steps that went nowhere. And I've never known why. And I did mean to go and take a photo of those and I regret not doing so. so. Oh, no. Yeah. That's part of the problem, isn't it? They keep like knocking stuff down in Leicester and changing things and can't always catch these like beautifully old abandoned buildings and how they look before Mm. they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even there's, you know, I should take photos of the more usual stuff but then I keep thinking how many memory cards and hard drives can I really carry around in there? <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> so Jackie if you if you had to say what mm-hmm. would what would you say your artwork means to you as in do you think does it have a story behind it or is it more just for fun and just as a hobby mm, they all have stories i don't I think I would just take snaps if I wanted to but definitely first off um it was a way of working out my feelings um and I've not actually um on my website at the moment there is a set of photos that I've only put back up because um a friend got in touch and said he'd like to buy some which is wonderful I've just put them post this morning and he remembers them and he says you know what I like the ruiny stuff and I'm like I think you're talking about some stuff that I've taken down because it's quite old now. Yeah. Um, and, oh, my God, the stories behind those photos um, yeah. will not be told. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, they're very personal to me. Um, they won't told because people are just go, oh, I'm bored now. <laughs> but they're really no, personal no. to me. They mean a lot. But I'll probably take it back down again in a week or so because um, they're very much past now. Yeah, um, but I mean roundabout, which is the main thing that um, I'm showing, and I should really say that it's uh, the last day of it um, being exhibited today at Format Festival in Derby. So oh, wow. it's Saturday the twelfth today. Um, it was like a, and it was a massive deal being in Format Festival. I did my MA at Leicester, and then yeah. was to write your ten year plan and stuff like that. Um, we had a tutor named Benedict at the time who was excellent. Um, yeah. sadly left, um, <laughs> and um, he um, he was in charge of the module that said, you know, oh, what do you want to do? If if you, know, you just take out all the barriers, what do you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I want to be at Format Festival in two years, and I'd love to be in the photographers gallery in ten years. Now that ten year one, it seems a pretty damn impossible but I've managed to stumble into the the format festival and you know I actually did buy myself a a bottle of fizzy wine because I was like you know when when do these things happen yeah exactly and I wanted to show my children that it was important to um celebrate things like that as well so oh, I it is. Them and made them drink <laughs> I'm not quite sure what it meant to them to be honest <laughs> oh. 
but um, yeah, that's that's roundabouts currently up there at the moment, and that is basically a story of me gasping for freedom. Um, oh and wow! So frustrated at the lack of green spaces. I mean, I I come from Chesterfield near Derbyshire. Yeah. Oil with like the Peak District all around me, um, and I find Leicester quite stifling. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I go to the country parks sometimes, but. Um, not a lot um and i appreciate them more now i think now i've yeah. been here for longer um but um yeah derbyshire is just where I, I just get desperate i think i've said it in my artist statements sometimes i just want my heart to still yeah traffic noise goes away and it's just gobsmackingly beautiful <laughs> it um, is yeah and it's, it's not just what you're looking at it's just the feel of the whole place um which i don't get very often let's maybe there's one place in Bradgate Park there's a little dimple in it uh, yeah where yeah right in the middle you can get away from the noise yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so um, I do get back there sometimes my partner lives just on the edge of the Peak District I had no influence in me choosing him at all um sometimes we get out um and i because he's got kids i tend to drag him out and say look at this place look at that place no it's so yeah. great you have good new reasons to revisit these places so. oh brilliant yeah exactly <laughs> so i think you've answered it a little bit i feel like you have uh what inspires you yeah i suppose that's yeah it's it's usually me being a bit grumpy, to be honest. Yeah. I've, I've like, I, I need this magical mix of being settled, but knowing what I'm railing against. Yeah. And, and it's since it, it was funny at university because, you know, you've got three modules for the MA. Yeah. And you have to pull it out of the bag pretty quickly. So the first one was something I'd been rubbing on for a while. I wanted to explore perception. Um, yeah. Uh, my two children aren't neurotypical, um, and it made me wonder: what do people see in things? What do people see in my photos? Um, yeah. And somebody saw. Um, I had a rock pool, and somebody saw like a massive mountain range, like I don't know, like from Mordor or something. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> going, that would take about six lorries to light, and that's a little bit out of my, you know, my range there. Yeah. <laughs> It was a freezing cold rock pool in the middle of the night. Oh, no. <laughs> Staggering around on this tiny island, hoping for the best. <laughs> um, and uh, that, that's what, you know, that gave rise to that. Just trying to pose questions about the perception. And then I went on to thinking about roundabout and how I wanted these spaces, the mixture of like the, the this roundabout. You probably all know it. It's Red Hill Roundabout just on the edge of Leicester. So, yeah. Um, it's big um and apart from the terror of actually getting onto it because everybody's looking at you going what the hell are they doing on that yeah. roundabout <laughs> <laughs> um and then it's got the overpass which is made out of concrete which is rich to look like trees which is like ironic because it's like you know this is definitely not a tree this is the far yeah. away from a tree you could possibly <laughs> um and it just summed up quite a lot of what I was feeling about not being able to get out into the countryside and feel calm um, yeah and then following that 
I started to think, you know, what pe- what do people find uh, interest, not interesting, sort of like sacred to them and things like that. Yeah. And I started thinking about shrines and I'd like to go on to think about objects that people find sacred to them. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, it's not just like, oh, I'd like to go and take a photo of this at sunrise with my tripod and I'd like to go over there until I get the perfect photo. It's yeah. kind of, well, I'd like to sort of wander around with a thought in my head and see what happens. So yeah. <laughs> so Jackie, on to on to the next question. What would you say are the key materials to your practice? Mm. Uh, well, obviously my extremely heavy camera. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. When the uh, I had one of my lenses break and that really did hold me back for a while was to try to diagnose oh what was going on with it and whether it was that whether it was a camera whether I simply gone mad and forgotten how to use it oh, or what. No. <laughs> right in the middle of my MA and I was like ah I don't know what to do about this oh, <laughs> um, no. but uh, I, I love I have got a hell of a lot of film cameras as well that I love and yeah. I want but I need more time to use them um, in the last few years um, I've been looking after the kids, the house, trying to sort the finances out, trying to get food in everyone's plates and stuff like that. And it doesn't really yeah, go yeah. too well with art. Um, mm. But um, also, I think that's very something that sits a little uneasy with me is that then I have to use chemicals for processing. So I can't yeah. really do that. I'd love to have the time to look into, you know, processing with plants and coffee and that sort of thing. And I, and I should try harder to do that. But um, certainly, like, so I, I get left with doing digital photographs, which, you know, take a bit of power, you know, and camera. And I think of everything from an environmental point of view. Um, so when I came to um, have more freedom with showing my photos, they're on bits of board, they're on tarpaulins. Um, yeah. If there's any um, props or anything like that, chances are I've picked them off the roadside. Um, you know, I had, <laughs> had the underside of somebody's car in my hallway for a while. I've got oh, no. uh, another another friend's uh, windscreen from his Beetle um, yeah. in in my garage, and a, and a side screen just next to my desk because I want I'd oh, like wow. to use it at some point. Um, yeah. and I've got some UPVC windows that I'd like to use also. So you know, just the double glazing stuff. So generally, yeah, it's recycling, which which is like a massive thing, not, not trying not to buy anything new. And it also by necessity as well, you know, mm-hmm. going to, you know, I've got, I've got two kids, so, and I've not got a massively fantastic job or anything like that. So um, yeah, it's doing what you can with the resources around you. Really, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think during this day and age, it's quite important as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, especially, that I think quite when when you when you are studying you a, a lot of materials and things that you use you do mm. just take for granted a lot more that you just oh you just I'm gonna have all these materials available mm. and I think a lot a lot of artists when once they rem- move away from stu- studying to producing work in the in the outside world it's a lot harder to obtain those materials and yeah. use them in the desired way and. Mm the fact that you're recycling anything that you can that you that you know that you want that you can use them in a way that inspires you without mm. you know damaging anything else or 
taking some other resources from somewhere from somewhere else is highly commendable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was at uni, I didn't realise really what was available to me. I'd not done an arts BA. I'd not set foot in a university until they said, oh, hey, yes, we'll allow you to do this level of study. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. And it wasn't until the end I realised I could wander into the woodwork department and walk out with a hell of a load of wood. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was it took took me so long to figure out where everything was. I mean, even towards the end when I, I thought, oh, I need projection mapping for this thing. Um, they were saying, oh, well, you just wander off to the theatre thing and look for this person. And I was like, well, yeah. this is fantastic, but I've got two kids. I can't just sit outside someone's office and wait and yeah. Yeah. turn up. It's like, I need to email, I need to find out who it is and make an appointment to see them or else it's not going to yeah. happen. So, you know, it was like I had a, I had a, a strange experience because, um, you know, I did think I'd sort of move into the university for a year, but then I didn't really get a lot of studio space. So I sort of got a desk. I was like, well, okay, yeah, very useful. Um, and uh, yeah, it took me a while to get to grips with what was available. I wish I'd done a lot more in the ceramics department and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It was, it was um, yeah, so surprising the resources that were available. Um, but so difficult. Yep. <laughs> it can be overwhelming and also like yeah. a bit too much mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. yeah. so um the next question when did your artistic journey start oh i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> it's funny because i i only have an art gcse really other than the rather significant jump to uh the fine arts thing that they did at dmu yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I enjoyed sort of like doing art at school, but I didn't really find myself particularly encouraged. And I did apparently do, do, I think I was entered into an arts competition when I was about 11, but I, yeah. it, I completely disregarded it for mine because the painter had flipped some extra little bits of painting over. And I was like, well, that's, that's not mine. You know, I, I, you've done that, I'm, nothing to do with yeah. it. So, you know, what could have been a major achievement just because I didn't feel like it was valid at all. Yeah. So I through life. Um, and um, then I got a, a Canon 1000D, which was like, I think 400 pounds. Um, and I used it and I used it and I used it. And I realized I wasn't getting enough out of it. But yeah, and I, I couldn't really justify getting a really expensive camera. <laughs> um, yeah, that is but, half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> But I did earn some money from it. So I basically sort of like went into it's probably Jessup's. I remember having a horrible time because I wanted to pay a certain amount of deposit that I'd saved and then I needed to pay for it over like 12 months. And I think oh I'd gosh. really got pennies and I dropped them on the floor and I'd got the kid <laughs> in a push chair still. And yeah, I was disorganized. The sales assistant thought I was muck. Um, oh, and yeah, ironically, I nearly got a job. I was offered a job in Jessup's. And I took great deals. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it was, it was, gosh, my God, the hours and the pay were, were yeah, it was, uh, they, they work hard in there, those assistants. Oh, <laughs> um, gosh. Yeah. So, but anyway, eventually I got um, a 7D and started clicking away. Um, and I think Flickr deserves a massive heads up here because yeah. it was a place to share photos. And whilst there was some, you know, it could be off-putting. 
I got some great advice and I made friends through Flickr as well who yeah. actually um, some of them became part of the Inside the Outside group, which are a landscape collective, which are well worth a look if you if you like the look of my photos at any point, go on there. There's just tons of people doing doomy landscapes and, yeah. and having deep thoughts and stuff. They're very good. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out after this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how all I... There wasn't a lot much other than using photos as an escape. And then someone said, I think you should do an MA. And I said, well, don't you have to do everything else? And he said, nah, go and ask. So I asked. Yeah. And I went. And that, what's next is, actually, what's next, the exciting thing, is I'm doing a residency at Arts in the Chapel with Leonie de Barrigore. Oh, wow. Um, so my things, my situations changed a little I picked up the phone I think it was the day before yesterday and gave her a call and said look I'm, I'm ready to do this residency that was supposed to start pre-lockdown I'm ready to do it on whatever terms I've just got the summer here I am yeah and she's and apparently they've secured some arts council funding so I won't, at least won't be out of pocket for it so that's, oh, that's brilliant yeah oh, that so I'm really excited about that so um, if you come into the Methodist church on Town Hall Square there's no need to have any religious affiliation because they let me in um, <laughs> and come and see what's going on yeah oh brilliant yeah mm. anybody in the Leicester area definitely check it out mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. the uh, your next question I think you've got already kind of touched on it that where your what your dream project would be slash where would you love to exhibit yeah I think yeah I mean photographer's gallery is number one I know the floor the, the floor with the beautiful window that looks out towards Oxford Street my favorite floor you know I'm quite precise about these things yeah <laughs> um, what I'd exhibit I don't know I mean this, this, they photographer's gallery is still very much pictures and frames on walls when I go um yeah. you know um so I think I'd like to completely transform the space with, you know, maybe just more, more top, tarpaulins or maybe I'll grown out yeah. of them at that point and just make it a really immersive experience so that I, I, it's like, I don't want to take away from the photography. I want to get a lovely balance between sort of like you know art and sculpture and the photography as well and I'd love to do more projections and yeah I'm hoping that from this summer as well um I'll be able to do more um film photography particularly printing um yeah that's that's important too um brilliant yeah So. (laughs) (laughs) so the next question we usually end up kind of intertwining them because they're basically the same sort of question so what is the best advice you were given and what sort of advice would you give to young people or a new artist yeah advice I was given that's really that's tricky I think encouragement has been absolutely fantastic because you know you don't come some people come confident or they appear to be confident but I'm not I need you know a bit of encouragement so for, to everybody who's asked me to take part in everything thank you so much um <laughs> it's fantastic and so my advice to anybody else would be that you can't exist in a vacuum you know you we don't all want to be like Vivian Mayer you know dies with a huge archive of wondrous stuff um yes <laughs> so 
Um, so yeah, allow yourself to be influenced and work with other people. Um, and on the whole, you know, it's, it's sort of like, it's not competition. You help yeah. each other along. Um, if you sit on your own in your room, yeah, you probably do something absolutely amazing, but then how do you communicate it? Exactly. You and, you know, you can be, yeah, you just need to sort of like hang out with them, get to know and collaborate with people. I've missed doing that over lockdown. It's, it's been, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's it really. Oh, that's mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Jackie, you've answered all our questions. That's, that's all of them. That's all of our questions that we have for you. Ah, that's good. Well, thank you so much for um, having a chat with me today. And um, my tea has been lovely. I hope you've enjoyed your beverages. Also. Oh, yes. <laughs> thank um, you. And um, for, for our listeners, we'll make sure all Jackie's applicable links are in the uh, are in the description so you can go check out her website her instagram page if need be and her any 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 collectives that she's that she's part of so then you can go check out her work and any others who are inspired by similar things as well and mm -hmm. all that really we need to say is again thank you jackie for you know taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and have a chat with us well, thank you for the patience in doing this. I must, must mention as well, I'm managing with collectives. I'm part of a collective called Art Can as well. We're very kindly showing a picture of mine in, I think it's Hell Hempstead soon. Oh, oh really? no, what was it? Oh, I can't remember. Somewhere beginning of the age, just inside the M25. But <laughs> I'll make sure I let everybody know about it. Oh, <laughs> but, brilliant. We'll so link it on our social medias and make sure everybody knows. <laughs> yes. Well, Th thank you for joining us and uh, we will be back next week with another exciting episode of Tea Time with me, Charlie. Me, Megan. And thanks for joining us, Jackie. Thank you. <laughs>